0: Welcome to the Let It Lead Podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you.
1: And just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker.
0: And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. What's up, man? It has been a long time.
1: I missed you, it's baby. Good. It has been, oh, man. I'm I'm still just trying to get back into the fucking groove. Yeah, no, it's been three, close to four weeks now. That's kind of crazy, man. man.
0: Yeah, I feel like I just, you know, was spit into this vortex and, like, just chewed up, flattened out, and then just, you know, let... Getting molded up and by like all these people and and you know put into this big old ball of clay and then just like thrown right back out of the vortex. That into... is
1: fucking insane. So my my story is not nearly as uh, transformational. I'm sure I am way more interested in hearing what the fuck <laughs> happened to you, sir. I don't know.
0: I I think you could really just go ahead and play that one video that uh, I think Applebee was the one who shared it on my wall that I I then shared with everybody else. Who was part of our camp, and you know, we all got the same response because, as as you know, uh, as satirical as that is, or as just how like, uh, oh, it, you you're know, talking
1: about the uh, the guys like somebody's like, so how was Burning Man,
0: and they're like, how was Burning
1: Man, how wasn't Burning Man, Burning Man, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, oh, man, <laughs> exactly, I'm just so, because so conscious about being that guy.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because the thing about it is that no matter how hard you try not to be that person. When you are talking about it to people that haven't gone, you're going to sound like that person. Oh. Even if you're not saying it as pretentious or as like as crazy as that. Like I've already, like, I purposely did not say anything to some of my friends when I got back. Like I was just like, okay, I already know that they're waiting for me to come back and gloat about this and just brag. And, you know, like they're they're just waiting to talk shit and hate on it. And so I didn't Mm -hmm. say anything. And then they were like, so you're just not going to tell us about what happened or what's going on. And then I was just like, you know, I didn't want to. But then as they start asking questions, I start giving responses Much like the ones that were given in the video, except not like in a a sincere way, you know, like as sincere as I could. It was hard to explain or to put in words for them to understand. And so then then the wrath of that comes from them like, oh, you're so pretentious now (laughs) about it. And, And so I was like, I give up. I give up. Just go. Just let's go next year. And let's just, you know, you'll see and we'll have fun. But, you know, for the sake of the show, I, I'm yes, going to I am very
1: interested. In it. I say fuck all that and the haters and the yeah. people who are going to talk shit and especially uh, for me and an audience who generally has dipped a toe in that kind of world. But this always being the holy grail, I'm sure myself and everybody else is not going to judge you any more than we normally would, which is already quite a bit. Right. But, you know, this is this is no exception to that. So I say, yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Fire away, man. What kind of magical shit happened on the other side of that wardrobe?
0: Well, you know, it really I have to start off by saying that it is it really is nothing like anything else that is out there. Like, yeah, you know, if it, it obviously would help if you have had experience with going to, you know, like transformational festivals where you camp and, you know, have to, you know, take care of yourself and bring all your, all your shit. But like the radical self-reliance being one of the principles, you know, it really, it takes it to a whole new level, but I guess, you know, let me go back and kind of try to start somewhere else by saying, all right, let me first start by saying um, that I was one of those people too, that was already kind of just like jaded or just, you know, just uh, I guess you could say bitter about Burning Man um, prior to going. There's a certain like was level of, the... of
1: sour grapes, especially those of us who have gotten so close to it, but still realize yeah. that it's such a, such a fucking endeavor. It's so difficult to actually do and, and make happen that. Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm not going to say it's not.
0: <laughs> right. So there was a thing that, you know, I would have to hear it from so many people because everybody would always ask after, you know, hearing all my stories from other festivals or other, other events or things that i've done or traveled and, and seen everybody always asks like you have you been to burning man and it just was like this i would always just kind of like scoff at the question because it's like oh, really like i got so tired of feeling like you know you 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 had to go to burning man to really experience something and i guess the main reason was because uh going is such a challenging thing if you aren't guided in a certain direction or at least have like a, a certain uh certain push or assistance you know like I one of the big reasons why I didn't yeah you know one of the big reasons why I didn't go to begin with was always because of a time uh the timing being that there it was in the summertime and there was always something going on very close to it that required my days off as well as my money and um you know also Really taking that leap to go and, and search for tickets because, you know, I'm sure so many people who have, have tried to get tickets before in the past or have heard horror stories about trying to get tickets and especially, you know, after they sell out trying to get, um, oh, you
1: know, oh uh, trying to get tickets. I to can their imagine party. of all things to get like scalp tickets for the level of fucking yeah. prep that goes into it and then to just get all oh, dude. Damn.
0: get scammed you know That's and, and just totally fucked yeah so you know all of those things were were stuff that were just kind of holding me back and i've all, all the people all my friends that over the years from different camps that have kind of been building it up and telling me like you know you'll get there when you're ready you just got to set the intention and put it out there and then so it's like okay yeah 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 you know and i, I kind of truly didn't really care or want to go at those points but this year and it happened really close to the burn you know like if you would have asked me back when i went to desert herds and you know yeah it, it definitely wasn't in the books and it just kind of worked out and i really honestly owe this so much uh so much thanks and gratitude to uh marilyn uh garcia and riley nance uh the power couple that actually were the mom and dad of our camp that really you know uh just Like they kind of pushed for me, even when I said I wasn't going to be down to go, um, to go as a drummer, you know, and not only go uh, with a camp and get a discounted ticket, but to go and, you know, be part of the great circle, like kind of, you know, aside from the Temple Burn, which is, you know, the Man Burn, which is the most important event at the burn, uh, the most important part of it, you know, and being closest to the the actual burning of the man aside from the fire rangers it was so surreal to how it all kind of fell into place you know and like money really shouldn't have been there for me to do it but it but it was you know and and it fuck it was a lot of prep I mean I explained that in the the previous messages so yeah, anyway we talked about all that so you, what happened you get there and like it's just fucking like going into a portal man so we. Uh, already I went with a fellow uh, fire spinner, um, part of the conclave. Her name was Marky. She needed a ride. So we rode up together and we left, you know, the day before I had gone to a wedding and <laughs> freaking got back. It was supposed to leave by 8 p.m. Didn't leave like Orange County till midnight. So oh. we're driving through the night already exhausted, you know, on that 395 where it's just dark in the desert. Your eyes, you know, like when I was younger, I used to be able to drive. Forever. Like now, you know, my eyes were just like, whoa. So all we, this we were on both...
1: your way to like a 15 day gone. Yeah. OK.
0: Yes. So <laughs> so, you know, we so we go and we're both trading off and then we finally get we t- I just typed in Black Rock City on my phone, you know, not really following the directions of what other people, uh, you know, the directions that other people or the routes that other people took. So I we didn't actually go to Reno. And our plan was to go and do a last minute stop in Reno before getting there. And do like some last minute shopping, you know, just like groceries and stuff so that it doesn't spoil in the car ride, whatever. And yeah. it took us on this really beautiful, like scenic route <laughs> around everything. And I guess we bypassed Reno and we end up in Gerlach. And when we get to Gerlach, which is like the last little town about 10 miles, uh, 10 miles south, uh, 10 miles south. That sounds like of-
1: somewhere that people like you get murdered no it does that sounds like like a texas chainsaw ass neighborhood it it, it's
0: like it does sound like that but you know when you get close to there, they have these things called bazaars or bazaar bazaars i don't know what the fuck they're called but they're just like like they're 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 bazaars they're markets yeah they're like these they're like these yeah i guess i've never you know prior to that i never knew the term um they they just sell like burning man stuff you know like Goggles and clothes and like last minute accessories, of course. But we're like, Yo, where can we go? You know, get food and stuff. And they were like, Oh, well, like the nearest town's about you know, like 20 minutes that way or whatever. And we're like, Already so close, like, where from where we are, you could see the dust storm. There was already a dust storm in on this playa to where it was pretty much just like a curtain. I would be, you know, drawn across
1: unreasonable what? <laughs> piss if we had gone 20 minutes in the wrong direction could see it and then went fuck yeah oh, and
0: so you know we were like oh and and you know it also turned we, we made the right decision by not going back to get it we said i think we have enough we'll make it work you know um because when you go to a lot of other festivals your primary concern is like we want more booze. We want more of this and that. Well, you know, the cool thing about Burning Man is that when you're there, uh, you, there's no shortage of booze at any of the camps that have bars that just pour you free alcohol. So, mm. you know, that's 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 one thing not to uh, condone not being radically self-reliant and bringing your own shit. But we decided to move forward and, you know, we go into the line and it's once we're in the line, that's when it, it seemed as though we went through this portal. And so, you know, there's like just dust this like whiteouts you know where you can literally you literally can't see a foot in front of you or you know just barely past the windshield like you can't even see your own the hood of your car at some point so you're you know and and you're obviously at like uh the entrance and the exodus are you know they're they're unlike any other uh festival that you've ever been to um the eclipse was pretty gnarly but this one is like you're You know, parked in your car for like twenty minutes at a time. You might move a couple inches because they do very thorough checks. And there's so many people, and I would say that there's at least twice as many RVs as there are cars going into this thing Mm -hmm. at this festival because it's at this uh, city. You know, because um, you can't have cars. It there's well, you you yeah, like you're unless you're bringing your car. um, You know, like I had a car pass. You know, everybody brings rvs because not only do they need to bring a lot of shit for their camps but they also have to like you know bring their stuff and it's just a little nicer camping in an rv but i I, we we did the tent camp anyways we get past that we get to will call get our ticket and then we go and we're greeted by the most awesome people um and we do like the the virgin burn greet where they get you and and make you go, like, onto the floor and do uh, dust dust angels and stuff like that, make you roll around in it and and get you acquainted to it because you you have to. You know, uh, okay. that's the one thing.
1: I'm guessing this yeah. is different than angel dust, correct?
0: Yes, a little bit different, though I'm sure you could probably and that. was similar in other weird ways, but that <laughs> happens
1: to be a coincidence. Okay, gotcha. Yeah,
0: and then you bang this bell and you, like, say, oh, I'm a burner or whatever, and then they, you know, welcome you in, and then, you know, then you're in. You say, so I'm we a go, burner? Yeah, that's, I'm a burner. That's
1: their... Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like such a group of creative people would come with something better than that.
0: Well, you know, it, it could have been that every single person or every port of entry was different because they're all run by different people. Uh-oh. I don't know. It. It's... Yeah. That's what they had us do. Um, And we were a little bit... Uh, yeah. Under the... Under... We were drunk already, so... Of <laughs> it didn't really yeah. matter. We were just like, yeah. You know, it was a very, very long line. Nobody and, was um, under
1: the impression otherwise. Don't worry. Yeah. So... You know, going back
0: to what I was saying, I was kind of – I'm really glad that we actually did decide to go forward with it too because if we had gone back, we would have been stuck – it would have taken us probably half a day. The line went back to walk, I'm sure. Well, because somebody actually – it was a very tragic uh, accident. Um, An RV like in I guess the dust storm must have – ran. I guess they came and they flipped over um, or it might have been a little bit further back I guess – some major major RV accident happened,
1: Oh, and
0: shit. it held up traffic for for you know for a long long time. So we had beat that. We got in, and we, uh, you know, uh, drinking was a bad choice. We we quickly Wait, all learned, those banana uh, peels
1: you guys were throwing out the window behind you on your way there. Oh shit! <laughs> it, it, no,
0: well I'm I'm saying once we get into having to set up and everything because our camp was mostly set up already by the early arrival people by like Riley and Troy who had done an ungodly amount of work um to set up our camp the way that it was. It was insanely freaking beautiful and professional and um you know it, it was it's a, it was amazing that they could fit all of this stuff in a single trailer and haul it up there. To, to have this, you know, available for all of us to do. So, you know, as everybody's still yeah, cool doing should, that, man. yeah, as everybody was there for already a few days doing that and, and you know, kind of setting up, we had to come and simultaneously help with whatever we could with that as well as try to set up our own shit. And it was not the the, the, the most fun while you were drunk. Um, of course not. But, but anyway, uh, you get through it and you're there and you just you know, I, I'll skip over all the details because I just I just want to tell it like like minute by minute. But, um, you know, your camp and the whole city that is created is is one thing like when when's the, the moment that thing. it like hits you? OK, I'll, get, I'll tell you the moment that that it really hits you is when you go out onto the, the playa playa, like you get out of the city and we were pretty. So there's a big half circle. That you you know you probably seen yeah. photos of the whole city. Yeah, I've seen the it's, aerial. You know, it's impossible to really like understand the scope of that until you were there, and until you're out there at nighttime. Like when you're mm-hmm. out there at night, you you kind of as the sun's going down, and you kind of cruise out, and you start to see all the lights uh, of the art cars and the installations and stuff on the open playa. Once you get out past the Esplanade, you know, you, it is insane mm-hmm. how big it is. Like I, I could so many people told me that and I was like, yeah, whatever, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. But it is It's you cannot do everything and see everything in one week. Yeah. Like I don't care like if you I, I don't care if you wake up and you like make it a plan to go do it all. You might. You know, get most of the art installations out Can there. Can you imagine, on like the, the mom
1: with her itinerary? Like they like, okay, then we're gonna go to the, you know, to the giant pirate uh, dildo bar, and then after that, we'll uh, we'll swing by the invisible hookah lounge.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and that's the thing is that there is they do a very good job of like putting out these books that have uh, listed uh, events, workshops, all of these things that are pre-listed for you to go check out which I've never been good at checking, and I still didn't. I kind of just rely on either finding up by rolling up on it or somebody in the group knowing about something. But anyway, uh, even with those, they always say it's Burning Man time because it's on Burning Man time, it's always late, <laughs> if not 15 minutes to a half hour to an hour late. You know, And it's, you just go with it because you didn't pay for a ticket to come for this big production. You are not a spectator at this event that is one of the biggest thing you know uh, yeah radical self-expression um yeah the, the, their big thing is that there is no no such thing as a spectator there you are part of it and you have to create the experience and that's what it is burning man is a lot of work you know you're constantly working not only to build maintain and and put in your work to provide and gift people uh, an experience on the playa but you're also fighting to like survive because the conditions you know like it, it sounds like an it, it sounds like an exaggeration, but really, you know it. If you're drinking out there during the day, like and it's as hot as it is. And by the way, this year was said by many to have been way, way, way kinder to to everybody, like you know, than previous years in terms of the wind. Oh, dust like it was a heat. good year. Like it was a good good year, you know. Oh, okay. And so, so with that, um. I'll still say, fuck, man, it would, you know, riding around out there during the day, it takes, it's a challenging thing, especially like in the middle of the day. And I had a couple instances myself toward, especially at the very end, the last day, uh, when I thought that, you know, I had kind of made it through, I thought I was in the clear and I thought, oh, that wasn't so bad. And then, you know, the the playa, it has a way of, you know, like I said, spitting you out. Yeah. You know, and, um, and, and the thing about that place is if you are somebody that believes in coincidences, you will surely find that there are no, there is no other place in the world where they occur more. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that this place is just full of fucking magic because the energy that goes around this place is all, all positive energy. People are not hap- They're not unhappy there. Like you don't see people that are like, in bad moods, you know, people that go out there for the most part are there because they're like there's something that sets them apart. They're fucking down, you know, and they're down to have a good time. And the best part about the the whole thing for me was seeing people in their 60s and 70s, almost even. Oh, out that's there. rad. I like um, that. Yeah. I like And that. little kids and little kids. It is not what what people would think about just being this big party out in the desert of course there is there is that big party out in the desert you know but you were also the people building that party bringing that party and um you know there are still rules you know there are definitely rules out there there's no rules in terms of like self-expression like you could be completely naked anywhere you want pretty much and you will you would absolutely see lots of that um which it was extremely liberating you know um you know, I never thought I would go into a uh, a dance s- dance party watching Alex and Allison Gray live paint a mural while being surrounded by dancing to really awesome Jungle House in this huge circus tent uh, with hundreds of naked people, men and women, all at the same time, and and experiencing what a phone f- party. But I did what this three days f- in a. I did this three days in a row, <laughs> be, simply because it was the the most the most refreshing non-sexual thing you could think of it's not yeah. in any way like like that it was the most liberating experience because you know you're freaking just you're you're hot and you're you know you, i could go through a whole other festival and not take a shower you know like three or four days at burning man oh, you so want to take was that it the dr bronner's like every
1: thing yep the dr bronner's oh, okay. thing. okay i've heard um, of this i heard of this damn yeah 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 i don't know and, why i didn't realize or think about it like that that oh okay i guess everybody would be naked well, probably
0: because at certain other festivals, like Lightning in a Bottle, they do like they don't. It's not a naked thing. Like you go in oh, a bathing suit or whatever. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah, actually. this one. Yeah, this I know one. What he like, wants. It's, okay, it's like everybody. You know, you, I mean, they're you. Know, you didn't have to. Like there were certain girls that didn't go fully like naked or whatever. Guys, well as well. Although actually, I didn't see any guys that didn't go completely fully naked but like you know the thing that they really focus on in this long line while you're out there is there's like a theme behind it explaining you know like going back to a million years bc how we are all just might uh what what is it uh uh What's it?
1: Mitochondria?
0: Science. No, not mito. It wasn't mitochondria. We're all part of the same amoeba. That's what it was. Duh. We're an amoeba and they have these activities to like shorten the line where you go and you band together and you go, you have to go find sugar and protein from some random stranger and you bring it back. Anyways, then they take you in there and then they you're through like the Neanderthal age. And then, you know, then you're, they, their whole point is to explain that, you know, we are all made up of cells. And, uh, that is a reason why we should all just understand that there is no reason to disrespect anybody else or look at anybody else in any other sort of way. So when you're there, like it's totally freeing to just be completely naked around people and just be people and, you know, feel refreshed and not even like worry about that, anything else, you know? And, uh, that was awesome. God so damn. Yeah. No, that, that just
1: like, that hit me. Oh. Yeah. Fuck. That's beautiful.
0: And they really 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 uh talk so much about consent, which is a great thing. You know, they're they're very very big on consent. Yeah. Um explaining, yeah, yes means yes, no means no, maybe means no and eh means no. You know, it's just very much clear on that. And so there's a lot of responsibility taken during d- during this event, you know, and um so there's there's rules such as that. And, you know, the thing is that there are police officers there. There are sheriffs there that you are not just free to go and just do drugs out in the open. In fact, Mm -hmm. you will see so much less of that than any other festival because, I mean, people do stuff. Don't get me wrong, but they don't do it out in the open, uh, not unless they're taking the risk because there are there are cops and there definitely are undercover cops. Mm -hmm. And every bar, because there's bars uh, for seems like every other camp has a bar that you can ride up and you go, but you have to have your own cup and you have to have your own ID. You have to have your ID on you. So like, Mm. even if you're, you know, in your fifties, you have to have your ID. They will not give you any alcohol unless you have your ID. So there are definitely very, very, uh, there, there are rules set in place still. Oh, that's interesting. uh, Like I wouldn't
1: have, I wouldn't have thought that.
0: Yeah absolutely. And of course the only thing that you are allowed to buy there is ice and it's very necessary (laughs) because your ice will fucking melt. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people would take and use the, the melted ice to, you know, take a a shower or, um, you know, even drink in some cases. But, um, yeah, definitely. If you ever go to this thing, you got to drink more water than any other other place for sure. I definitely did. Um, kind of ran close to to running That's out there good but,
1: advice in general
0: yeah um but you know drink, in terms drink of more water with your
1: crusty ass lips people
0: yeah in terms of getting what you need out there though like the saying the plier provides really is such a true uh, a, a true thing like you know when you really need something out there you will find it or a strain and because gifting is a is a as a principle. Well, it's a um, it's a.
1: Why don't you explain the gifting economy that like
0: the gifting economy. Yeah, okay. So there is no money accepted at Burning Man for anything. They don't have corporate sponsors of any kind. They don't, uh, you know, they just don't sell things. They don't sell have soda stands or burger stands or food stands. But what they do have is, are camps that come each year specifically to you know gift as part of their gift to the city of burning man um will provide meals for for people each day so when we were right next to a spot called the sunrise diner which uh is right on the corner um from where we were like and from nine o'clock or from was it eight or nine i think it might have been from eight to noon or nine to noon every single day you could go get a sausage and egg and cheese sandwich and some coffee (laughs) no nothing special no hash browns no nothing but trust me when you're out there, that sounds. This is the fucking the and it's free and it's the I way like that I they could weep just...
1: every morning with like, oh my god, you people need to be beatified. You are saints. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and you know, so you wait in this line, but in line, you're you know, you you meet. I, I don't think that there's any other place where meeting strangers is as comfortable as as than at Burning Man. You know, you just. Meet people and you talk to people and you strike up these conversations and you know it's it's the coolest thing. So that's just one example, though, of like this city that gives and feeds people. If you you know just know where to go or you just stumble ap- across it, you'll be gifted that. um Lots of camps are just you know there's a there's a place there called the Circle J, which is a mockery mm-hmm. of the uh, kind of like a, a play on uh, Circle, yeah, K. Circle K. Yeah, Circle K. So you go and I actually didn't get a chance. I I passed by it, but I never went in there. That's, uh, you know, one of the things that I'll have to do next year if they're still there. Um, But so that wasn't just a name. No, it's called the Circle J where you can go and you could get these, whether it's like snacks, I think, or I think it's mostly I could be wrong because I didn't go and inspect closely. But I think that it would be like things that you can go to Circle K and get that you might need, like maybe even like. I don't know if it's toothbrushes okay. you're, or, you're, or say, it's,
1: you're saying like I stayed away from there. I wouldn't go in there and shit like that, which is making me like, wait a minute. Is this a, it was,
0: I didn't stay away from it. No, I heard, I heard about this and you could see it. I just, I, so like when you're going somewhere, you know, sometimes you don't have the time to stop on your way to and from certain places. And so I passed by it a couple of times, but I just never actually stopped to go in there. But from, from my understanding, you know, they, they have these things, but okay. In, instead of money, they'll like, you know, kind of get you, kind of like to do a little, like, answer me this riddle sort of thing, or like get you to do some sort of. Something, oh, I would fucking know, crush sweet. that. Yeah, you know, and, and so. Um, I would oh, go
1: just to do that. Oh, just okay. Just to be the so, guy coming so, up with riddles and shit for people.
0: So, so get this, you know, it, another thing with the gifting, uh, I was gifted by my own campmate and the guy, uh, Riley Nance, who. Uh, well, I'm hoping to get him, him and Marilyn on the show very soon, very soon. Uh, uh, to talk about the experience and everything that they've been putting together. But I was gifted by them uh, the the camp megaphone uh, to be a heckler for the camp to draw Ooh. people in on Ooh, the Oh, that's fun.
1: Oh, yeah, that is yeah. my
0: shit. Yes. You would have loved it. God so damn we, it. We had, we that's had literally what I bar. was
1: doing in Seattle. Oh, man. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we we have a trampoline right there. And so I'd go and jump on the trampoline, you know, try to draw people in riding their bikes to come to the trampoline, to come to the bar, to come to the other stuff. And so there was nobody appointed to this. It was just kind of like lying around. And I picked it up one morning and I was sitting there. And so these people were riding by. And I I don't even think what I said was like very funny. I think it was just like really simple. But Riley just started busting up. I don't even remember what it was, but he just started busting up laughing and was like okay that's your job now you're the heckler you are the guy that's gonna like bring people in and so it just kind of became my thing and it came in handy uh when we would go out at night if we we're trying to stay in, in groups together I mean it's still even with this was extremely difficult because you could literally just be riding with somebody and turn around one minute and they're just gone like you have no idea where they are because uh you know you're it's this vast open space, and, and there are so many freaking people riding bikes. And I'm with guessing on them. just
1: because you have like T Mobile, you weren't getting great servers out there. One, maybe the- two bars, right? <laughs> that was a joke right yes that was a, that was a joke <laughs> okay. yeah no okay I yeah was, I was you're like, I completely sure. fucked if you guys get lost yeah no i get that yeah yeah
0: i mean yeah so we had the megaphone and it helped keep as much of us together as we could i was like you know freaking hurting the sheep and and shit get into places but also for meeting people uh, especially girls you know there was definitely like uh some
1: some, some no better doubt moments doubt my just mind that you with- took good advantage of the situation
0: yeah, well, you know, not as much as one might think. Uh, like I mean, I said, like that being a, you, a motivator. You, yeah. ah, never mind. Never yeah, mind. Yeah. I, I get you what, live, you're saying.
1: I'm saying what you're saying.
0: I, I'm yeah. saying. I'm saying that like you live and you learn. And in retrospect, there were opportunities missed because I was kind of doing what people advise you to not do at their burn. You know, they're, one of the things that people say, and and they actually tell you this in the beginning when you first come in, is like, hey, you know, just a piece of advice. If you are in a moment, you know, at the, in at all on the burn, you know, don't, don't leave that moment to go somewhere else, like stay there and participate in, and experience that moment, you know, live in that moment instead of worrying about where you got to go. Because, um, you know, I, I, after coming back and being more intrigued, and watching like documentaries uh, that were from some time ago of the evolution of Burning Man and how it came to be. And, you know, like obviously the earlier days were much more gnarly, um, much more radical in terms of like the cacophony and, you know, the type of people that would go um, and, and participate and bring out things. You know, now it has gotten so big that you really can't escape the fact that there are kind of those, um, you know, sparkle pony palaces out there, like stages that are designed to be more like a Vegas, like party than things. And in, in some aspects or in some respects, that's really cool. I think that you have that, and I'm not going to lie and say that some of those nights, the parties weren't fun, but going into it next year, I really am going to be less about trying to go with the crowd of people because they did have some pretty fucking big names there. You know, like you have mm-hmm. big names like Carl Cox, Closey, uh, Diplo, freaking uh, Flume, um, yeah. all these, uh, these yeah. headliner. Yeah. So, wait, yeah, sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> Were you there? Did you see yeah. that shit? What happened with Flume? I didn't. No, the funny thing, I have a funnier story about Flume, first of all, about trying to see Flume with Kevin on a certain night, but. I, I, what I told people was compared to like the stuff that goes on or the stuff that was going on out in Deep Playa, over at the other ratchet uh, art cars, way, way, way out there in Deep Playa, like especially for sunrise sets, that Diplo shit was some Mickey Mouse shit compared to like it, some of the stuff that I saw. Oh <laughs> you know? shit! Um, yeah, so is it like, like is it like, like bad
1: neighborhoods on like the playa? No, it's That's not. What it's like, it like. just like it's it just it's
0: like, like, the like deeper you go. It's just, dude, like you know, Europe at sunrise out way the fuck out there you know uh yeah you ratchet shit's gonna happen
1: <laughs> you know you're parted like fl- uh, like not to, not to tease it out but like like flume eating ass on the stage during like from a what I was set understood. or some shit like that no I that was during
0: it, a regular set and oh, it okay. was, it it was it it, like at night
1: and i know i yeah. was with uh i was with Bowie, and Bowie's like dude look at this shit and i'm like what the fuck
0: i was told later that that was his girlfriend so, oh yeah,
1: no. I, that's what I also heard.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it, it, in one way, it you know brought a lot of buzz to him. I know Kevin was like upset with that because he thought like I don't know. Kevin it's like, was like, on "How a am I going to one up that now?" No, no, no. Like so, <laughs> Kevin really wanted to see him badly because on one night, uh, everybody was like ready to go and, and check out all this other stuff, and I had just want I wanted to go see Carl Cox, but as I said, I don't follow. Like I don't look in the books or the, the the times and stuff. So I just trusted the word of somebody else. And I don't know whether they lied to me or not, or they just got it wrong, but we went, Pretty far to go see him, and he wasn't at where they said he was, and so I was like, okay, well, fuck it, you know. I know Justin Martin's supposed to be playing over here at Powell Palace, and Powell Palace, if you do not know, was Desert Hearts' um camp, which was fucking oh, okay. going off the the night or two before that. Um, but this night it was it was kind of already starting off to be. It was just Kevin and I on our own, and you know he was coming out there for me because he is not really as much of like a techno house guy. He wanted to go. Uh, there, there was like a stage that predominantly did bass music um which is where diplo and flume ended up playing it's called camp q also kevin played there uh nice. also connor um connor friends connor and um Timothy leary and demoth all play there okay. and it was really really dope to see them but back to what i was saying trying to find pile palace i wasn't feeling it super tired uh you know just it wasn't feeling good and kevin's like oh well you know we looked long enough flume's about to play we got to go we got to go check him out i, wa- I don't want to miss him he's going off and off about how flume's like his favorite one of his favorite producers and he's going to be one of the best people to see there and so i was like okay so i just decided Dude. Show. I, I know I, i've seen it and yeah. i definitely was down to go but i was already in like the spirits of just not wanting to do anything but gotta i'm not about to leave kevin yeah you know so i you know decide to bust out some acid and take some and hopefully that was going to keep me awake but man like you know it, it's like the after the first few days the day or two you're just your feet and your ass from riding on the bike are just getting you know like mm-hmm. getting super sore and acquainted to this lifestyle that you're living just going around and um so we get out there and diplo's so we're still out, playing
1: like getting ready for that shit
0: Next yeah I and. Mean, yeah yeah exactly and so Diplo's set is going on and it kind of was just the shittiest show of the whole the whole thing the kind of the kind if if there was at least from what i saw you know if there was a reason why people complain about it getting too big and like drawing a certain crowd from burning man i would have to say that from my experience of seeing it that was it <laughs> cuz it was more you know just like you know Kevin was upset the whole time he was like hey he's not playing anything new this is all old shit you know and I told I had to remind him I said Kevin like this isn't uh you know a music festival per se like there are no yeah. like live nations not here putting these on these are all renegade stages that have just booked these people who are probably coming out just and they're playing easy sets cuz they they mostly want a party you know like they they want a party I, I don't think that they're coming out and dropping like you know the most profound set um that there is but he was under the impression that like he was that you know these artists if he was you know set playing these stages as he said like i want i would want to be pushing my artistic boundaries which made sense um and anyway all of these the, the, the crowd was just crazy and so we ended up going and we like find this art car a little ways back where we could sit down waiting for flume to come on and so I'm laying down this art car and we're like at this point in between getting the, the runoff from another stage of sound. And then there's another art car and all these art cars that are going around um, have their own sound. And for some reason, this art car parked watching the Diplo stage is still playing this like heavy trap like bass music that's just clashing with it it's like why why are you you doing this right now so kevin with the robot ears that he has you know being that producer that he has is just going nuts because he's like i can't fucking i can't concentrate yeah and and by the way burning man is not the place for you if you are like that really too because like my guitar tuner wouldn't even work on my guitar because of how many different frequencies and vibrations were going around that place at (laughs) any given time there is just so much so 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 much even in our fire performance you could not hear our drum uh, thing because not only all the 26 other drum circles playing but all of the the art cars playing house music just like these clashing beats Anyway, we're sitting there waiting. Then we, re- we see one of our friends on a scooter. Jeremiah comes by and he's like pissed because he just woke up and he woke up to like his friends gone and taking his like scooter uh, lock. So he didn't have a lock for it. So he just in like like his frustration just like saw us there, thought we were chilling, I guess, and just decided to leave his scooter for us to watch it. <laughs> and takes off to go walk and find them in this crowd. Oh, <laughs> then, like, shit. Yeah. And then so like sitting there, Kevin's just like, like is
1: this
0: this guy going to come back and pick up his fucking scooter? I was like, "Dude, I can't leave it. You know, he's like, he's hooked me up and taking care of me this whole time. So we're like sitting there watching it and Kevin's getting mad because Diplo is supposed to be done. And Flume was supposed to go on, but it just wasn't sounding like that. All of a sudden, like, this hard style starts being played, and he's like, what the fuck Gross. is this? So he investigates and realizes that, you know, it's still Diplo just playing crap music, oh, and I guess Flume Flume didn't show up. Wow. Um, so everybody kind of just trickled out. Later, they said he showed up way later, but so he didn't show up, and, you know, this is all just, like series of events that are just frustrating the fuck out of Kevin, you know, and I just couldn't stop laughing. Yeah, it sounds like hilarious. I was, I was just, you're not the lone there. He,
1: he, like I would have been yeah. laughing my ass off at how mad he was because I can I can feel that situation. I God, I feel like I I, I know how fucking angry that made him. <laughs> Yeah,
0: because this, you know, this is Burning Man. This is like what like any like experienced burner would probably try to really just ram into you and be like, well, fuck your plan. Fuck your burn. Fuck what you wanted. That was that's the saying, you know, fuck your burn. uh, Like, fuck what you like, you know, want to do. Just like live in the moment. Fuck your expectations. Let those things go. And so I just like laughed it off. And poor guy. I wanted to go back and like, we went back to camp and we were going to try to figure something else out, but it seems, you know, he had a short life every night where he would come back and after being like on a level 10, I'd go to the restroom or something and come back and he'd just be like knocked out like in his tent. And like, he, there was no waking him up. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I'm chilling and decided to ride out by myself to, uh, go see a sunrise. Um, at, the robot heart and mind warrior mashup uh damian lazarus sunrise set and you know it was kind of um in the beginning it was kind of emotional because like i was out there by myself and you know kind of felt lonely and you know that the thing about the Burning Man is that the reason why it pushes everybody to their wits end is because of just, you know, you're on this emotional roller coaster, all the energy that is going up and down, the highs and the lows. And, and you know, you're riding it out there. And so you're if you're you're a person that doesn't really feel emotion like and you go out there and you don't you're something there's something wrong with you, <laughs> like whether it's going to the temple and experiencing that that's this whole other thing or just, you know, like having your, your own emotional roller coaster because of the, the trials and tribulations that you go through and your highs and your lows. Like, you know, I I cried so much and it was beautiful. It was a beautiful feeling to go and just like watch this sunrise, all these people. One of my beautiful sculpture, one of my, my most famous favorite and beautiful sculptures that was out there. Um, I posted it on my social media, probably the most so far Um, is this. This sculpture is called broken but together where it's just this you know kind of looks like two silver surfers like holding each other uh holding hands but like parts of their body are missing you know and but they're they're still together and it was just this beautiful moment where it, it was kind of a bittersweet thing uh a little bit melancholy because i was like obviously enjoying the view and the the moment for what it was but i was a little lonely you know and seeing you know, couples and friends and, and things of that nature. And then, sure enough, just, you know, going back with my bike, I run into a large group of friends. And then the whole day shifts and, you know, the whole morning shifts and it just becomes a, a huge party again. And, you know, there were so many moments like that. I think I, out of the seven days that I was out there, I saw five sunrises. And so wow. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Sure, it's man. uh Yeah, and that, all of them... That's cool. I epic- mean, you know,
1: I can kind of like trying to compare that to experiences i've had before like i know how how strongly it can feel like a whole like like an emotion like that you know that 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 feeling of loneliness how you feel it so strongly and how that shift can happen when you you know when you found you get back into with everybody again and how that could feel like a whole yeah. other day you know well and that that, just, that actually yeah Go ahead. Oh, Sorry. I was just going to say, like, that sounds like, yeah, no, I'm feeling that. That sounds like why it feels like such a adventure. Like, that just clicked in <laughs> for me. Like, why it can seem like, oh, there's so many chapters to this shit. It just feels like forever. Like, I can imagine completely losing track yeah. of what real life is, you know? Well,
0: it definitely, it it happens for the better, and it happens for the worst. And uh, it definitely got the better of me. Uh, a couple days after that, the oh, day after yeah. the man burn, the very last day. That's a whole other whole other story. Well, so. I'm sure
1: like that is just crashing through the stratosphere with no spacesuit on.
0: Yeah. Well, so you go know, and my, my impression or at least the what I thought was going to happen, because, you know, you go by the third or fourth day. You know, you're kind of – or by the fourth day, like which is the day you would have already been home after another like long festival, um, you know, you kind of start to start to get over it like by that – by the fifth day and you're like thinking like, OK, well, I'm just going to pack up and as soon as the man burns, I'm just going to take it easy and get ready and go. You know, I don't even think I'm going to stay for the temple burn, all of that. All those feelings come – go over your mm-hmm. – your, you know, go into your mind because you're like, I – dude i'm just like fucking i'm over it i'm tired you know yeah. you're, you're, you're gonna reach that point and um i it, the exact opposite happened as i subconsciously knew that it would i you know we we go out and we do our performance um the energy was just drained but once we got out there and we as a group came together and we we did it we nailed it and we watched the man burn and we get back to camp the energy is just at an all time high and you know you in a sense are kind of like a rock star i think that was built up a little bit more beforehand to me um mm-hmm. by some of the people because we you have to get these obviously these special lanyards to go into the great circle and so you know the night after the burn or the night of the burn, you know, when you go around to the bars and you meet people and people see you with that, it's kind of like, oh, you, you know, you're, you were, you were there doing that. Thank you. And how was it? And, And so it turns into this thing. So, uh, you know, we were all just stoked and we all decided to like Riley and Marilyn actually finally came out with us that night because they had been so busy having to stay back and manage things at camp. And there was always something popping up. So it was really great for them to come out. And we ended up, like, I, I said, I told everybody that was coming with our group, I said, you know, like, I'm not trying to go to any more stages or see any more performers. I'm going to go see art tonight. We're going to go on adventures. We're going to go ride. If you want to come with, then you could come with. If not, and people like, yeah, we're down, we're down, we're down. So we go, and we had a big group, and we, we dude, we rocked it. We saw a fraction of what's out there but we you know managed to do more than we had done the whole time in in terms of that and you know i was on a good one <laughs> yeah i was definitely partying and uh managed to to do an all-nighter and then we go out to um we go out to the deep playa again to go see rufus de soul out in uh the same spot that, that i was talking about and this time we had gotten up onto one of the art cars that was parked there on this, this like deck up there, and we're just chilling, you know, and it, the sun was already up. It was already way past sunrise, and the day just flipped and turned because the drinking is what, what did it, you know. There's bottles there and, you know, champagne, and then there's uh, whiskey and even some, like, DMT pen going around and stuff like that, and I was mm-hmm. just, like, indulging in just about everything. And next yeah, thing I know, this was the the more the last day. This right, was yeah, Sunday. it's the morning, morning. of the yeah, day. Everybody's got to fuck up. Yeah, after after I'd already pretty much been up for twenty four hours. You know, yeah. I, I would say I I slept about an average of a one and a half to two hours, not
1: Jesus. deep sleep either.
0: Each day, each day, yeah. So Jesus. um, it, ad- adjusting to to real life after that is was was really bad. I I even saw hallucinated and experienced, uh, you know, some, s- some serious stuff that was similar to what I experienced on my way back from, um, from the Oregon eclipse a few years ago. Um, but that's, that's another tale for another day. Anyway, I'm out there. Next thing I know is apparently, cause I had passed out and blacked out. And apparently I had wanted to jump off of the, <laughs> the art car and, uh, a friend that, uh, 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 somebody who became a good friend of mine out there it was a really awesome guy these guys from new york were part of our camp one of them's name was charlie he like t- i guess had to tackle me <laughs> and walked me out away from there and he oh. was like yo you gotta you gotta I, i'm sorry to do this to you but you gotta get back to camp because you know like these there's the sheriffs around because i guess what happened was we were partying up there and things were getting kind of like loose and sheriffs had started walking around and we gonna start to make their way up there and it would have Really bad, so we end up. Um, good on you, Charlie. I, uh, well, so he, well, yeah, except I was in absolutely no condition to go anywhere or do anything. And at this point, I vaguely recall things like you know, kind of going into a dreamlike state. I know I apparently Kevin was going to go with me, but he went to go find his bike, and by the time he came back, I was gone. So I embarked on my own journey back. Next thing I know, um, I'm waking, I'm waking up,
1: you know, the head shake I'm doing right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I'm waking up in a chair out outside of somebody's like camp and their RV. And they were like, Oh, you know, like, sorry, you know, we're just going to be cleaning up. Like, we're not kicking you out, but you just know if you want to, I just don't think you want to stay here. So they basically were kicking me out. At least that's what I took from it. And I was like, huh? Like in this, at this point I'm. I'm not even sure what's going on. Like I'm still so drunk and half like half conscious that where I was and and what was going on and and the state that I was in and how I felt physically. I felt that this was a bad dream, a nightmare, like something that you're trying to wake up from. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when like you have to go pee and you're trying to wake up to do that and you're just like still stuck in this like bad, bad dream. Mm -hmm. Because at this point you know it's already sunday and i'm on i later found out that i where i was i was on the complete opposite end of the city oh, like the no. like the furthest end and over here at this part there was nothing that i recognized no landmarks that i recognized none of there was no art up so it didn't look oh they were taking like, it down Like there was no art or signs up that really like made it seem like Burning Man. So in my state of mind, I was thinking and feeling like I was in this bad dream, like in this shanty town and I just needed water. Like I'm like so thirsty and I'm dying for water and it happened to be like the hottest part of the day. And so I end up riding and walking my bike or walking my bike and I go past this like ticket booth window thing. So like I go up to this girl that's there and I'm just like where like i'm i don't even know what i said i was like oh like where am i like i don't know where i am kind of just like a like a baby (laughs) like you know like Mm -hmm. that gets lost at the mall yeah and they're like oh she's like oh you know like i i'm sorry i can't help you but there's a ranger station right here if you want to go talk to them so i go talk to them and these guys look at me like like they're oh dude like you need do you need some water so they give me some water and i'm just like where like what are what's going on like where where are you supposed to be and i'm like oh no! like what camp do you belong with and that's when i realized oh shit like i'm still at burning man like this is burning man this is where i'm at True. so i was like 3 345 and a you know and they're like okay so then they show me on the map i'm literally on the other side and I have to go. What was that moment straight? like?
1: What did that feel like? Really fucking dial in. It was and, just like paint um, me a picture.
0: Yeah, I was just like, you know, I was just like, fuck. But at the same time in my mind, as I always have, when I get super, super fucked up and, and I'm dreading stuff, it just it's nobody's fault but mine. You know, like this is like my my thing that I do to myself. It's just like I'm beating myself up, but at the same time, it's nobody's fault but mine. Like I just gotta f- fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So I go and I set off across the playa on this this thing, and uh, of course, my bike by this time had uh, the you know having problems with the chain and the uh, the crank because of all the dust, uh-huh. and so it's extremely hard. Mind you, also I also had this. I don't know where I got it. I'm actually staring at it right now. This extra large fur jacket that might have even been from that camp where I passed out. And because I do remember her saying, don't forget this and like giving it to me. So it might have been somebody else's there and having her think that it was mine because it matched Hector, you know, because I didn't have a jacket. So I did not know. She must have given it to me and I took it. probably (laughs) actually
1: killed and skinned an animal and made a jacket right like a
0: wild a wild person But yeah. so anyways this freaking extra large furry thing is also adding to the heat of me <laughs> riding across and and then a dust storm comes and i didn't have my mask no or my goggles yeah a dust storm comes and then i'm just and, and you know i i just muscle through and somehow make it back right to the camp just to to the, the foot of like the camp not even to my tent not even to like anything and just to the communal area and just <laughs> drop down on the floor and that's where there was a couple of the friends that were at the actual art car in that morning too they were like oh david like they were like oh you're all right like they were just like concerned be like you remember this do you remember that and i'm just like oh, oh, oh. pass out for a little bit wake up i'm just dying from what i was imagining was a heat stroke and people you know having to take care of me feeding me electrolytes and, and stuff and and then, you know, at the same time, uh, they're trying to tear down as much stuff at the camp and asking me for help. And I'm just feeling like a useless piece of crap. Oh, so, you know, all no. of this, you know, because I have to say no, you know, so they're, therefore like, you know, I'm being like a freaking sparkle pony. And this was the burn looking, like I said, chewing me up and spitting me out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, lessons learned, man, um, That was, it was certainly. How many times you got to learn that lesson though, Dave? Yeah. How many times? That was, that was actually the, the (laughs) pinnacle, which that was the pinnacle. And then, um, well, I'll have to say uh, afterwards at Mashadi's party last week was kind of the deal breaker. Like I'm, I know I always say this, but, uh, I, I'm pretty much like just trying not to drink at at all. So don't offer me anything to drink. (laughs) Just don't. I just don't want to do it anymore. I'm just like over it. Um, you know, yeah, fair enough, man. It's a that,
1: it's it takes a lot more strength to admit when you're like, hmm, maybe I should like reevaluate this.
0: I think my body is really just telling me, like, you yeah, know, it's more than ever. It's saying, like, fuck you, you know, you're you're gonna get to this point every time if you do it, and you're gonna be miserable. So you have to learn your lesson. Um, and to be to be fair, you know, like I I even learned it, like day drinking. There is just like a no no for me. Like I don't. And the first couple of days, oh, that that's, sounds you know, awful. You do because you're excited, and but like the I probably day would drinking, too. But like, yeah, I would learn. Yeah, I would remember, you
1: know. like, oh yeah, I hate this. That's right.
0: It's fucking hot and just ah. Oh, so uh, I don't know. I think that next year, and I say when I go next year because I I just have all of these other plans now. I have all these other things I want to bring and contribute. I I you know to give people, but also the art car thing was just something else. Like for me, the the biggest. Part about this place was, it's it's everything that someone like me needs, or the only thing, the the main thing each year to look forward to for someone like myself, the inner child, you know, the person that needs <clears throat> to let out that inner child every year and to do art for the sake of making art and creating and having fun and for the cacophony aspect of it, you know, for not taking things seriously for, you know, the ideas that I have are not anything that you would ever like want to show at any respectable art uh, gallery or showing of any kind, you know, but it's perfect for Burning Man because people will understand what it is out there, you know, like it's, it's made for that. And it's, and and for me, this is exactly like what I've been wanting to do. And it's you know, every like everything like Meow Wolf as far as like that interactive experience and in creating this art, but it just really shows you like like what people can do when they are motivated to do it and what when they're excited to do something because these people are not getting paid to do this, yeah they're spending money and hours and hours and hours and year and you know all year to prep and and extra money to get it out there and dealing with everything to. To hope that it works you know and to to make something that people can literally climb on stand on you step all over and the amount of imagination and creativity that goes into these installations and these art cars is second to none like i i don't think that there is anywhere else in the world that has that going for it at one time i, I really can't imagine that i mean not to say that I, there aren't, I think you're right yeah you know, yeah, I mean, and I, it's, all I
1: know is from you know from stories, from you know pictures, from documentaries, and and just a general interest and in all this shit. And what I've seen, and I and I, what I know for sure is that that is not anything real close coming to an understanding of like what's really going on out there. And I think right. that is completely, completely true. Yeah. And and you know, there's always
0: there are. I've talked to so many people about all of the stuff that uh, we mentioned in previous uh, episodes about the rumors that you know um, the the the, te- the lease or the uh, the the year that they like had on the land for a permit, like because they they you know leased out all these years or they would apply each year for a permit. I guess something happened to where it their agreement was up, and so like now the administration or, you know, the, the the state of Nevada is trying to implement way stricter and and things that would just really just make, not make it Burning Man or make it, you know, the experience, it would really hinder the experience for everybody in, in so many ways that, you know, people are worried that they're not going to do it next year. There's talk that there's already land purchased and owned in other places. And I, I truthfully just can't imagine it anywhere else you know as much as it would be cool to do a, a festival with that kind of creativity in the forest it would still be something different yeah. you know i think that the dust i think that because also the one thing about this is that at least it's not hilly it's not like lightning in a bottle where you're walking yeah. up and down all these hills and stuff like you're you know you're it's far and it's a lot of work and it's hot but it, it's like it's crazy it's just this mm-hmm. flat Ground that you could ride around on, you know, and you could burn fire anywhere. Like you could light up fire anywhere as long as you don't, you know, leave uh, fuel cans, fuel cans don't touch the ground or you don't have stuff touch the ground. Like, you know, like that's like one of the most liberating things for, and it's why it's one of the biggest places for fire spinners. And because they, they go out there and they could that's just awesome. light up and walk around and do this sort of thing. I cannot imagine it being anywhere else. And, uh, you know, I really, I just can't put anything else before this in terms of my priorities for going out there I have to experience it as much as I can before it goes away if it ever does go away so I just what's what's I'm, one, I'm one piece of, of,
1: of like wisdom you could impart with somebody who has first I would say uh, to somebody who has been to uh, festivals and things like that who has generally kind of felt this because that's you know that's most of what we talk about in the show what would you say to those people and then what would you say to people who don't know the shit at all
0: I would just say to the people that go to festivals, understand that no matter how much experience you have, like this is something completely different. It, you, I mean, you, you're going to be able to get by no doubt, but you're going to learn some shit and don't, don't try to expect or treat it like a festival. Don't go with the same mindset, you know, looking for lineups and, and stuff like that. Just go fuck your burn and fucking like, yeah, fuck your burn, you know, just like open up and let it, let it transform you. Cause it will all of that cliche shit that, you know, people make fun of about going and getting transformed and people making their posts that people roll their eyes out. Like it's cause it's true. You know, it it might not be like, okay, you're going and you're woke as fuck and you're, you're a better man for it, but you absolutely transform. um, Don't
1: let anybody fucking, you know, try to shame you into, into that. No, no, no. Fuck the people who would actually legitimately like judge or roll eyes and shit like that. Fuck them. Just, right, fuck just, them. Know That's that, experience. just know they that. Just know that it's
0: it. out of yeah. Just know that that sort of thing is out of like I have a sympathy for it as well because of it's, it's somewhat out of uh, you know bitterness and FOMO. Um, mm-hmm. But when you, you'll get there, when you get there, and when you get there, just fucking let it, let it, you know, let it do what it's gonna do and enjoy it and and ride it out, ride that storm, you know. And for the people who've never gone to anything like that don't let it deter you either because I don't think that their experience um going to festivals is actually really going to give them much more of a leg up on you I think you're oh, okay. you're kind of walking into the same fucking thing you know I, I mean it's it's so different man it really it's it's not a festival because you don't get that same it it's just a place it's a place where you can go and be fucking free. It's like Neverland, man. Like so, <laughs> I don't know. So then last
1: question, then as we're rounding out our hour here, what's what's your like biggest takeaway from that? You know, if you could distill some things into a lesson, what's like what's the thing that you hold in your heart now that you took home with you?
0: You know, you have to learn how to let go, mainly of expectations for one, as we've said. Don't go with with major expectations but you know you'll learn as you're there about letting go of your expectations in life you know you're not like you know uh goals i'm not saying don't create goals and don't be not to be driven for stuff but let go of of your expectations that sway your you know mood and and don't allow you to live in the moment but also letting go of of you know I guess I, I'll, I'll finish it off by saying that you know after all of that, I did end up staying for the Temple Burn because uh, my ride partner, my road dog Marky, was already also kind of like worried about getting back to work and stuff, and so she was. We were considering just not going to the Temple Burn. We'd already seen the Man Burn. We were just going to leave mm-hmm. and get out of, get out of there because Exodus. That's another thing they call it Exodus. You know, could take anywhere from like three to eight hours to get out because they mm-hmm. literally narrow down the road road to get anyways uh but by the time i was able to regenerate get some energy get our shit packed up in the car and we realized like everybody's going to the temple burn we have to go we and and somebody else this uh a gentleman i met from australia who's part of our camp him legend, he like when I told him, like, I don't think we're going to stay, he was like, bro, you you have to stay. Like you have to go see the temple burn. Like that's like what this whole fucking thing is about. Like that's what this this whole experience is about, how you round it out and how you and you you know top it off. And uh, it's an extremely cathartic experience. and and I mean, I didn't even talk much about the temple itself, but that is the most emotional place that I've ever walked into. It's it's literally this beautifully designed uh, structure, this this temple of of plywood that was designed, and it's different each year. Designed uh, very like modern, but like with yeah. wood, and it's designed eloquently. And they have all of this writing, and you see some deep, deep fucking shit from mm. other people. Like you know, trauma is just put there and left there, and you know, you you in there. There's like. You just let go, and uh, you know seeing it burn, and the the man burning. There's a lot of high energy, and there's it's like destruction because, you know, that's part of the the cycle of life. As they say, you know, building shit's awesome, but sometimes uh, you gotta. That sounds just, like it's know, a
1: general. Uh, that was the general yeah. theme and kind of the the big yeah. takeaway there. You yeah, you got to destroy that. it. That's that's a that's kind of a beautiful like motto. Distilled so simple. Yeah. Like, I like that. Fuck your Yeah. Fuck so your it's like destroy it. plans.
0: That's the man, yeah. you destroy the man, but the temple while while the burn man burned, there's energy, loud, you know, craziness. The temple is very cathartic, very quiet and and, and just, you know, very everybody's just mellow one of our friends actually did break out into a howl that we thought everybody was going to get mad at but the howl went on for like a second or two everybody else went it was it was a lot of energy then it got quiet again and you just sit there and you wait and you watch this thing burn and i've heard a lot of stuff Arguments from people complaining or getting upset about it because of, you know, what's going on in the Amazon. And I have lots of things to say that how how that comparison is nowhere near the same being that this, you know, is a controlled fire by That's you know really experts that that, that know, no you know, what's going on. Fuck, but you know, they don't it, it's just this explanation. Yeah. So anyway, that would be my my thing. You know, you got to go think- and you got to let go of stuff and become be ready to come back next year as a new person ready to add more to it and let go again.
1: Well, thank you for giving me an episode title, making that real easy for me. And like <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful, man. So shit. Uh you got anything to plug now that you're back on earth? Fuck. Well, you know we do
0: have art in the park coming up on the 22nd. Um uh, we are doing a reading rainbow theme if you bring a book to donate. You will receive a free or a personalized poem by either Halston Torres or myself. Um, and uh, you could also bring a book to trade with people. But we're you know celebrating the art of the written word uh, this Friday, which is going to be tomorrow. We <laughs> have um, Mutate LA. We're back at it again. Uh, it's going to be really fun and aside from that i know there's just a bunch of decompression parties people trying to set stuff up i'm i'm for sure just going to be focused on on trying to fulfill some of the artistic uh projects that i i didn't even i was supposed to start before going but you know really just brainstorming with people and trying to get stuff moving for next year <laughs>
1: that's there you go I'm man at. yeah beautiful so. shit brother well uh you know while you guys are at it, uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media, at Cast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and make sure to subscribe to the show and get all these beautiful words right into your ear holes every week because we are back now and we are going to be promoting some new shit. And uh, you know what? While you're on that, gram, go ahead and type in at Nobody Cares Phil and follow that handsome gentleman and flip it around, Phil Nobody Cares for <laughs> Twitter and you, my friend.
0: Yeah. Well, you can find me always at Stuff with three F's. Follow the Psychedelic Lions, Dan. I mean, we've just been putting so much more content out um, in in different meetings. So Yeah. yeah, you know, meeting a lot more artists, getting more, not only visual art out there, but really like starting to push more into into all the other aspects so follow us on facebook the psychedelic lions Den. keep up with the events we're going to be doing more stuff uh instagram is psychedelic underscore lions underscore den um and yeah just you know stay tuned with that with this we've got all kinds of things going on which you could find me plugging on my own social media so uh stay tuned with that you know like the fuck out of let it bleed um share with all your friends and tell them we're really going to start to have a lot more people back on the show now that I have been meeting a lot more fucking people. That's your job. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now that's, that's another thing that I'm really excited about is I met so many people that are not far away that can come and, you know, get, we can get back to the essence of the show and, uh, really, you know, really push for, for just that passion. So yeah. Love it, that's man. All. Love it. Yeah. Well, it was great talking, dude. I am super stoked to to get this one out there, and I, I mean, I just I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, and you know, just want to thank you for tuning in, everybody. So as always, let it bleed. Thanks. (laughs)